I'm all about helping our entrepreneurs um, and brick and mortar shops get what they need in order to feel supported and to survive during this time of need. Hey, my name is Felix Tia. I'm the host of Shopify Masters, a weekly podcast powered by Shopify, the easiest way to sell online, in person, and anywhere in between. Each week, we invite entrepreneurs like you to share what they've learned growing success with e-commerce businesses. The COVID-19 pandemic has affected millions of people around the world, including independent businesses and especially brick-and-mortar retailers who face sudden hardship as the pandemic forces many to self-isolate as a safety measure. This is a time for all of us to not only adapt, pivot, and find new ways to grow, and the road ahead may be stressful for you, your loved ones, your employees, and your business. At Shopify, we're committed to doing everything we can to support small businesses during this time. We're offering an extended 90-day free trial and gift card support on all plans to help retailers with their cash flow. We're also enabling local pickup and delivery options to help customers shop safely with you and $200 million in funding for small businesses through Shopify Capital. You can visit shopify.com slash COVID-19 to learn more and find support and resources as they become available to you. This week, we chat with Kelly Bergeron, who decided to help out local business owners in her community by setting up a store for gift certificates. Today, I'm joined by Kelly Bergeron from the Cornwall Gift Certificate Program and Maya Bernadette Clement from Cornwall, Ontario, Canada. The Cornwall Gift Certificate Program provides a gift certificate program where shoppers can purchase gift certificates from a slew of local businesses and was started this year in 2020 in Basa, Cornwall, Ontario, Canada. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. So this is a special episode that we are rushing to the, uh, I guess, podcast presses to uncover a business that has sprung up to help a local community dealing with the effects of COVID-19. So I've got to say, this is very quick turnaround for an entrepreneur stepping in to not only offer solutions to a, a clear and a novel problem, but also to help their local community at the same time. Because I was certainly was seeing other people just suggesting this idea of going out and buying gift certificates to support local restaurants and shop to support them while they have to shutter their doors for the time being, but never crossed my mind that there should be an online way or directory to support businesses like this. So what sprung you into action, Kelly? Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, we're in almost full lockdown with a pandemic uh, and everyone is talking about flattening the curve. So obviously I work online and I understood that many of our restaurants and uh, local establishments would have to shutter uh, within days, knowing the trends that were happening with COVID-19 in China and Italy. So essentially, I put together a minimal, minimum viable product, an MVP, in six hours. And uh, I uploaded a very small list of businesses that I knew uh, would need the support and uh, started messaging people at our Chamber of Commerce and basically just sprung into action. I learned a lot through a lot of hackathons that I hosted in my hometown and the mayor uh, was part of those hackathons where she was a judge and you're always trying to come up with ideas and a lot of the times we would have kids as young as eight come out to these hackathons so I thought well, it's a good example for them to see this, right? Using technology for social good. Got it. Now, I think one of the keys to 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 being successful in what you've been able to do is just execution mode as quickly as possible. So when you decide that you want to do this, what were some of the key things that you wanted to focus on? And what are some things that you're like, you know what, I can deal with this later, or maybe it's not as important that typically a lot of people might spend a lot of time on when they have too much time on their hands? 
Yeah, I think the circumstances are quite different here because we just wanted to uh, go live as soon as possible. So I wasn't thinking too much about descriptions and, you know, going over details with each business because then you start getting into the weeds. I thought, I'm going to put a product out there. I'm going to tell them about it. I'm going to show the community and just get the word out that we built this and worry about those extra details later. We wanted to spring into action because, you know, restaurants, their margin is so small that they would be at risk of closing down more quickly than other businesses with more cash flow. So it wasn't about getting to the nitty gritty details. It was just about getting something out there, showing them what was possible. And the response has been phenomenal. Um, you know, we're a small city of 50,000 people, a very resilient, a very beautiful city on the, uh, on the um, traditional territory. Yeah. Bernadette, do you want to, do you want to give the, the sure. uh, traditional territory spiel? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so we always acknowledge that we're on the traditional territory of the Mohawk people of Akwesasne along the St. Lawrence River. So it is, I think that the beauty of this size of community is that you can spring into action and you actually know um, the local businesses. We know them by name. And so when um, we went into a provincial declaration of emergency here and we heard, listen, restaurants have to close for in-dining experiences, bars have to close. I mean, we knew who that would impact right away. We know these folks. Uh, they're our friends and neighbors and family. So it was really great to see Kelly um, spring into action, as she describes. Um, and it had to be done quickly because the responses um, needed to be you know, dealt with right away. People had angst and anguish. And so we wanted to be responsive. And I, I always appreciate in this size of community that we have entrepreneurs like Kelly who uh, can move that swiftly because this is a rapidly evolving file. We know hour by hour that things are changing. Um, and so to be able to respond this quickly has been really impressive. Yeah, I, I, I think I think that the most interesting to me during these times, I'm based in New York City, is that as I'm as I as I'm observing what's going on, is seeing the creativity of local businesses learning how to adapt to situation. I think there's a bar down my street that opened that literally opened their front windows and has a drive-through cocktails to pick up and go. Like it's everyone is finding new ways to adapt. I think what's really interesting to see what you're doing is that you have been able to work with the local government, Kelly, to to get this thing rolling. And I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, they don't even think about how do I work with the government. They almost think like if I involve the government, it will slow things down. And I want you guys to tell us like how you know basically break that myth for us here. Like what are ways that the local government and glad to have both of you on to talk about this have been able to assist in moving things along? And is that typical of a, of a, you know, a normal situation where not this you know, pandemic that's going on? Well, I think we, we can speak to the federal government and how they operate, right, uh, Mayor Bernadette? Yes. So, so, Felix, that's a really good point. Um, here we have three levels of government, federal, provincial, municipal. So really the closest level of government to the people is really the mayor and council. And so local entrepreneurs have access directly to us. I mean, Kelly messaged me immediately when she had this idea. Um, and, you know, that means that I can go on Twitter and start to say, oh, you know what, the city and the city council are interested in this um, and start a quick dialogue so that entrepreneurs understand um, that they have access to us, that they can message us, that they can tell us what their needs are. And that's the beauty of a local government. Um, we're close to the folks and they know how to reach us. Yeah. 
Definitely. And you run into government officials all the time in the city. It's just like Parks and Rec. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It is. It feels very much like Parks and Rec. Uh, I'm basically dating Ben Wyatt. (laughs) That's funny. Hey, real quick. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think or what you'd like to hear more of. Now, let's get back to the interview. So so what should an entrepreneur be prepared with when they do want to approach their their local government to to get assistance or just get access to the community? What what are some tips that you have on on ways to be prepared when meeting with a a local government official, especially when you need to have some kind of help assistance from them? I think you need to have a lot of confidence in yourself in order to do that. Um, And you need to be able to own your ideas. So, um, you know, a lot of the times, I mean, I just made a presentation to council about two months ago about city um, urban design placemaking and how art in the city is so important. And I know, I mean, I've only been here for four years. I had moved away for 20 years and I moved from San Francisco back to my hometown. Um, So it took me a while to build up those relationships and that trust, but you definitely have to build up trust. Like you can't just go in and be like, I'm going to take over and I have all these ideas and you have to listen to me. You have to show people that there's a good trust there and that you're not out in it for money. And so this platform is is not a business to me. It's a social enterprise. I, I'm not taking a cut of anything. I'm all I'm all about helping our entrepreneurs um, and brick and mortar shops get what they need in order to feel supported and to survive during this time of need. And the other thing that local officials are looking for when we're approached by entrepreneurs is how much collaboration has taken place before they come to us, right? So if an entrepreneur comes to us and says, listen, I've been working with these three others in partnership or 10 others, or I have a petition or I have a group, um, that's always more impactful for uh, local officials. If we know that the petitioner has worked in collaboration with others who have a similar concern or issue. Got it. And you mentioned that, that the Chamber of Commerce was 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 involved as well. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs out there, they pride themselves or, 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 or almost don't even see as an option other than to go solo and figure out everything themselves. But for you, you've been able to recognize, Kelly, that it's been it's been a resource. So tell us more about that. Like how can an entrepreneur work with their local Chamber of Commerce? It's really funny because we actually just hired a new executive director for our Chamber of Commerce here. And he's very innovative and he has been uh, in tech and has been a coder. So when he took over the position, he invited local entrepreneurs into his office to meet with them to find out what their pain points were, what their suggestions were. And so I really took to that uh, way of doing business. And I knew that in order to get the word out quickly and get as much buy-in as possible, then I needed to contact him right away and let him know what I was doing, show him what I was doing. And he scheduled, I believe, an e-newsletter the next day at seven in the morning. And then we, we've we just been flooded with responses all week. And honestly, I've been talking to people all over the world from the Netherlands, Philippines, um, UK, US, uh, Jamaica, all these different countries have reached out to say they've either replicated what we've done 
or that they want to and they want feedback on that. Mm. Can you give us an idea of the timeline that's involved? Like what was happening? I think this is evolving as the day goes on. I think we're in New York, we're like glued to television to figure out what are the new rules and guidelines and what is uh, the new environment that we are essentially living in. So tell us, give us a timeline of what was happening in, 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 your, in your area and then how quickly were you able to start basically uh, developing this, this, this website and, and building the store? Sure. So I think probably... Um, last, oh, it feels like decades now, right, Bernadette? Mm-hmm. So it's for us here in Ontario, it started with the school closures, right? So once the province declared the schools closed for three weeks, people started to get nervous, right? Like, what was this going to mean? But the following week was when the province determined on an emergency basis that they would start closing down the bars and the restaurants. So it really was the space that happened in the space of about five days, Felix. Wow. That school closure to, yeah, from school closures to declaration of emergency on a provincial level, that was about five days. So I, I don't mm-hmm. know, Kelly, when did you start in that process? Yeah. those five days? So I remember being in the grocery store, I believe on the Thursday and at yeah. four o'clock people were lined up like it was busy And then my boyfriend's a local journalist, and he got a text saying that the schools were closing. And I thought, oh, my God, this is going to this is going to start happening and we got to move quickly. And I think that night I said to him, we need to, like, have a, a worldwide gift certificate platform because we don't want people risking their health to go out into stores and restaurants because this is going to get bad real soon if we don't stop and and flatten the curve. So, exactly. I, yeah, and I sat on it for a couple days. And then one day I was on Facebook, which I don't really use for personal reasons, but uh, there was a young lady who had shared, like, how can I support local business? I want to get a gift certificate. And everyone's like, whoa, don't go in, like, stay at home. And then that's when I said, I set up a Google spreadsheet and I started sending it around and saying to local businesses, if you want to participate, say yes. If you don't, take your name off, but let's share this around and let's go um, LFG, as they say sometimes, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's like a, a democratic <laughs> thing. But <laughs> that's funny. So you mentioned that there have been other communities out there that reached out to you that want to do the same thing, want feedback on the programs that they that they're rolling out. Can you walk us through a little more of the logistics that's involved? Someone out there is listening. They're inspired. They they live in a in, in an area that is also being uh, affected. I guess everywhere now by COVID nineteen, and they want to do something similar. Give us like a, t- a step-by-step of the things that you have to start hitting, these milestones you have hit along the way that you hit along the way in order to successfully launch this. Sure. I would say, first of all, get your list together. Go to whomever you need to go to to get a good list of businesses. I know all the businesses in town and knew who was still active and who wasn't and kind of worked with that. Um it's easier in a small town, I have to say. Um, yeah. What we did do is I have a, a great friend. Uh, her name is Chantal Tranchemontang, and she is the chief creative officer of Big Catch Communications. She went in and created a logo for us, and yeah. we decided to share the template with all uh, whoever reaches out to us. We've set up a tab on the website that says uh, Start Your Own Campaign. 
we've created a template that they can take that logo um, that is basically, you know, save, uh, what is it called? Save Main Street. Yeah. Save Main Street. Yeah. Yeah. It's a campaign to save Main Street. They can change the name to their own city. A lot of people already have their own logos, but we thought that would be a nice touch. I um, downloaded our template and linked to it on the website. And then um, we've created and are working on a social media campaign uh, where we're putting entrepreneurs out there with a sign that says, I am Main Street. And Main Street re represents everywhere. It's not just here. Our, like our Main Street is called Pitt Street, but we wanted it to um you know, make sense in other communities as well. So we made it so it was generic enough that people could take it and make it for their own areas. Okay, got it. So when you were, when you were reaching out to all these businesses and they were saying yes, what were the logistics of getting it in place so that someone would come to, the, come to your website, click the, to buy the certificate? How does that all plug into getting the certificate actually delivered to them from the, the stores that they were buying the certificates from? I have to say it was so easy to build out. Um, I've, you know, I've worked with Canada Learning Code. I've taught people how to use Shopify, but I am in no means an expert. So uh, I would say I'm intermediate level and I was able to, you know, build the store in less than six hours. So it was super easy and um the certificate is automatically, or as we say in tech, automatically uh, created and emailed to the customer. So the system is robust. It's easy to use. I'm working on integrating um, some other features into the site as well. But it just, there's all kinds of tutorials out there. It's super easy to use. And I've just been getting a lot of compliments on uh, the user experience and the UI and the graphics that uh, Big Catch created. Mm -hmm. Now, how did the, the customers that are purchasing these gift certificates redeem them, you know, when the opportunity is available? How can they redeem the certificates? So what, what, is, what is it, what are they actually presenting to the businesses? Yeah, so we couldn't really uh, create a store where we could keep track of everyone's purchases. So we kind of left it up to them or up to the business to keep track because a lot of the businesses here, or some of them at least, um, don't use uh, automated uh, POS systems, right? Mm -hmm. So what we do is we have the customer print off their email with the confirmation, the gift card numbers, and they go into the store and the store will have a list of how many gift cards were purchased under uh, what gift card number. So we don't give the whole number. We just give the last four digits for security reasons. And they're able to manage their um, balances through that as well. Uh, however, moving forward, what I would love to do is come up with an even more robust way to do it. It's just that we had to move qu uh, quite quickly in this instance because we didn't want anyone feeling that they weren't being supported. Mm -hmm. What, what what have you been learning that is that's been like the biggest challenge of getting this up so quickly? Oh man, uh, what am I learning? Um, it's really hard to work under these types of circumstances, um, and I'm sure the mayor probably has it a hundred times worse. <laughs> I I think everyone is feeling very overwhelmed with the 
kind of what's happening, right? We've never seen something at this scale in our lives. Never. And so, yeah. And, and so you're working diligently. You feel like you got to do something. You, you got to help the community. And I'm lucky because, you know, I work contract work, so I don't have to work remotely for eight hours a day. I can kind of make my own hours, but you know, you start to, you start to realize we're in, we're probably in this for the long haul. And so you, mm-hmm. you, and you Felix, want, yeah, go I, ahead. I find too, that when you're under this kind of pressure and you're working with sort of, um, in collaboration with people, you're more innovative. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, the ideas that, that are coming from the community that are coming from, you know, council and all of these groups, it's astounding to me that this kind of pressure also leads to some very heartwarming stories, but some also some very innovative stories. So, you know, out of all of this strife and struggle comes some, some quite brilliant uh, innovations. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's a weird time, but you're also seeing so many people doing really cool things in their communities. And so, um, you know, you got to encourage that entrepreneurship and in helping your local community. I, I feel like at a time like this, it's kind of a call to action. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what are you learning from local businesses as you are setting this up about the challenges that they're facing beyond just the, beyond this, this problem that you are currently solving that other aspired entrepreneurs that are trying to solve problems might want to try and help and tackle? Is there any other opportunities that you see that, as an area that might not be necessary in the same realm that you're trying to solve, but that you're also recognizing is a new problem that's coming out of the situation? Oh, for sure. I think uh, fintech is a big one. So financial services would be a huge opportunity right now to develop a system that can handle the amount of money coming from government and distributing it amongst the population. I was thinking about that today and FinTech, I think there's a lot of opportunity there to be innovative. Um, and our government actually created a portal um, really quickly that, that welcomes people to pitch their ideas to the federal government in this time of crisis. Um, and, and obviously, health services is a huge one as well. And so you see manufacturers shutting down and using their facilities to um, build ventilators um, so I think it's up to entrepreneurs to, you know, think about how they can use their their knowledge for the betterment of this situation. Yeah, it's interesting to see uh, in, here in New York, Governor Cuomo was, was saying how if you can turn your textile manufacturing business into creating masks, like he'll fund it. Like they're looking for any ways the government's asking for entrepreneurs to step up. And I think there's a great opportunity for anyone that that has the resources, that has infrastructure to come in and, and help contribute for sure. So wh- what are some what are some ways that you've been able to get the uh, local community to hear more about this program? So you have the website set up. How do you actually drive people to learn more about this program so that they can actually support these businesses? Yeah, for sure. We've been doing a lot of PR. Um, so we've been talking to local media. I've been featured on television uh, over the phone. <laughs> And then uh, local newspapers have covered the story. Uh, we've pushed it out on social media. And uh, 
you know, a lot through Twitter as well. I mean, through uh, my channels as the mayor as well. Yep. So I also do Facebook Lives um, regularly and have been um, talking about that. So, yeah, using also the elected official local government channels as well. Oh, yeah. If you get if you get acknowledged by mayor, most popular mayor ever, <laughs> um, you know, if you get Don't overstate by- that, Kelly. Don't overstate that. <laughs> She, she definitely has some clout around here. When she won her position, uh, you know, people definitely uh, welcomed the change. So uh, a lot of people really looked to her. And we, I, and I need to say this, we had 130 people quarantined in our city uh, about a month ago, right, Mayor? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and we had 130 people quarantined from one of the cruise lines and so the mayor had to spring into action and get the word out as quickly as possible and she has been kind of the the light in the darkness as we kind of move forward she's calming she's good at um making people feel safe so i think having some good leadership like that really makes it easy to collaborate and be innovative in this city well, right back at you, Kelly. I think when you have a community with uh, terrific entrepreneurs that are so community minded, it certainly makes it a lot easier, you know, to be in an elected uh, community leadership position. <laughs> yeah, I think the silver lining in those situations is always to see communities come together and seeing private yes. individuals and public officials working together. I've never seen it to the scale before because we've never been in a situation like this before, of course. So I appreciate both of you coming on and sharing your story, hopefully to inspire others that want to do the same. So the website is cornwall-gift-certificates.ca. And just to, just, to, just to be a little forward thinking on this, since we don't know yet how long this pandemic, the situation will last and how long communities will be affected by this, like what is next to keep in your plan to keep this program running or expanded? For sure. So I've started recruiting partners uh, at the municipal admin level and the Chamber of Commerce. So we definitely want to keep scaling in terms of getting the word out, telling these businesses that it's okay to promote it because some of them have been very humble and very community-minded and very polite and have said, we don't need the money. And I say to them, if you don't need the money and someone buys a gift certificate, why don't you buy a gift certificate off another business? And that's exactly what they've been doing. And so you see kind of this circle of of, uh, giving back. And so that's kind of, we just have to keep pushing this out and we just have to show up for people. I mean, they're very hard hit. The sick people that end up with, um, you know, this virus, they're definitely hardest hit. But I look at other people in the community and I think our small business owners really, really need our support. So this is a great way to do it. And the response has just been so great. And I love that the mayor has been on board since the minute I told her. Awesome. So for so we also set up a COVID-19 landing page for Shopify resources, including government resources over at Shopify.com or .ca slash COVID-19. Thank you so much for both of you coming on, Kelly and Mayor Clement. Really appreciate you again coming on and sharing this inspiring story. Oh, Thanks terrific. so much. Thank you for having us on. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Shopify Masters, the e-commerce podcast for ambitious entrepreneurs powered by Shopify.